Welcome to the Bird Banter Podcast. This is Ed Pullen, your host. And today, we'll be talking with Ken Brown on the Bird Banter Podcast number two. Ken is my best birding buddy. We've been birding friends for years and are close friends and do lots of uh, fun adventures in the birding world together. Ken has been the instructor for the Tacoma Audubon Society, that's Tacoma, Washington, Tacoma Audubon Society, birding classes for many years, uh, and is a well-known local field guide uh, and birding, birding instructor. I think you'll find Ken to be a fascinating guest. Welcome to Ken as we do the Bird Banter Podcast number two. Everybody gets started in birding sometime in their life, Ken. Tell us about your early birding experiences and how it all got started for you. Well, I started in the summer of 1975. I was down in Monmouth, Oregon. And uh, I think the, well, I used to go backpacking all the time and I was fishing outdoors all the time. When I was backpacking, I heard woodpeckers pecking on trees, drumming away. And I thought, cool. hmm, boy, it sure would be fun if I knew what those were. It'd add a lot to my backpacking trip. You know, I'd be able to explore and get a little more acquainted with the natural world. So uh, I think I got a little pair of binoculars, just a cheap pair, and I, I started taking little walks. And one of the first birds I saw was a white-crowned sparrow. And I don't think I even knew what it was at the time. I didn't have a bird guide. Sure. But uh, it had its uh, head feathers on the crown erected, and they were just sparkling white. I think it just taken a bath. Sure. And I looked at that, and I thought, oh, my God. You mean birds aren't all brown? Really? Gray? <laughs> So that kind of got me excited. I, I started, you know, watching around the house. I set up a feeder in the yard, and I found a couple of neat birds right off the bat. I found we had goldfinch, and uh, I found a lazuli bunting. Oh, oh my God! I that blue. Oh. oh, that was that was a cool bird. They are. And then uh, I had a flock of western tanagers, mostly males, oh, in my in, spring? in my yeah. yard in the spring. And oh my God, I thought I was in South America. I was I was in heaven. That is cool. I, I was hooked by then. And uh, I had a uh, a little flycatcher that was around. I lived in an oak grove mm-hmm. and I had a flycatcher and it would come around and it would fly around and sit in the trees. And I followed that thing around for weeks. So you had a bird guide by now. You got yourself I, a guide. I got two little bird guides. I got them from Portland. They were just little pamphlets. Oh, they weren't little, even like the golden guide no, or anything. It wasn't a golden guide. It was just little pamphlets like, uh, you know, birds of Portland or birds of Oregon. Sure. So it was just a little beginning thing. But they had, you know, most of the birds I yeah. was looking at. So um, I followed this bird around for weeks. And I was, you know, is it a, is it a flycatcher? Is it an impidnax? I didn't know what an impidnax was there, but is it one of those with the wing bars and the eye ring? Yeah. Or is it a peewee? You know. Yeah, I feel like some, sometimes we still have those thoughts. When we see that, but <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, if they're uh, singing, <laughs> we can get a little better idea. Yeah. I had no idea about voice identification. I was trying to identify it on, you know, field marks. Sure. And. I don't know if I ever really did identify it, but I followed around for weeks anyway. So that was basically how I got started. Sure. And then I uh, I went on a couple trips with Carvalis Audubon. Okay. The first one was just a little close-in trip. I can I can remember seeing golden crown kinglets and chickadees and that kind of stuff. And then I went on a big bus trip, and it was full. It must have been 60, 70 people. I don't, sure. I don't know how many, but it was 
big yellow school bus, and we went over to Malheur. It's <laughs> a long ways from Corvallis. But before we got, I, I'd never been on any you know big trip like this. I didn't know what to expect. First time around a bunch of birds. I didn't know any birds. You know, I just, I knew four or five birds towhees that came to my feeders, sure. song sparrow. And they said, "Well, we're going to go out to William Finley here, and there's a there's a Louisiana heron." Now, for those of you who are new birders, Louisiana heron is what we used to call tricolored heron. Sure, sure. <laughs> so we go out to William Henry and we start cruising the roads, and all of a sudden they stop and everybody gets out. And they set up a few scopes, and sure enough, they've got it sitting in a tree. Well, to me, it looks like a great blue heron. It's way off in the distance. Sure. And they say, well, look at that white belly. You know, look at that white belly. You know, so that was my first. I, first rare bird. <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I didn't identify. It wasn't really countable sure. for me, but I kind of seeing what they were, you know, what they were Got doing. Got the idea. Some of these guys are pretty hot shit. Yeah. So then we hit, we head for Malheur. We get over there, and I I don't know how many birds they got on the trip. They must have been, you know, over a hundred. That's a lot yeah. of birds out there. We didn't get uh, ibis. I remember that, yeah. but I can the birds I can remember are like western kingbird. And turkey vultures, and I think my first gray flycatcher went out in the sagebrush and oh, got yeah. that. But the thing that was really fun on the way home, they stopped in Sisters, oh. and they cruised the back roads. For, yeah, for a and, pin, pinion jay? No, not pinion jay, oh. not at that time. I don't know if pinions were being seen then. Okay. Uh, I think that's a little later, but for a green-tailed towhee. Oh, and all of a sudden, the bus stops. I didn't. I had no idea what a green-tailed towhee was. Mm. <laughs> the bus stops, and these people start jumping off the bus. And I mean, this. It takes five minutes to debarge. <laughs> and people are running out through the woods really? in little sorties. You know, little groups heading yeah. out through the woods. And I get off. I don't know what I'm doing. I just head out through the woods, just following through. And you'd come up on a little group, and you go, "You seen it?" She said, no. no, they're out there further. So I'd go a little further. Finally got out to, I don't know, three or 400 yards off the, the uh, road, and the guys are starting to come back. And they said, well, it flew off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, man, this is, uh, this is pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. So that was my uh, pretty much my Corvallis Audubon and uh, Monmouth um, birding adventures. And then I moved up. We moved up here in September. Right. Oh, just this first year. So and you're down there just a few months. So I was just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I got up here and I can remember going down to 6th Avenue. We lived on 8th mm -hmm. in North End. Now we're in Tacoma. In Tacoma. Tacoma. Yeah. And um, I walked down and there was a payfo down there. Then I called Tahoma Audubon. Right. Started my membership. And it wasn't long before I was looking at a towhee. <laughs> <laughs> Which is our different towhee newsletter. <laughs> oh, a towhee, yes. Oh, you're right. And a different towhee than the green tailed one you didn't see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I got I got into uh, um, the Tohoma Audubon and got pretty active. I started going on field trips. And it wasn't long before um, they asked me if I would like to be on the field trip committee. And I said, well, geez, I, I don't hardly know birds. I don't know anything. I just knew in Washington. Sure. They said, well, come on, come on. Do you look like an able boy? <laughs> so, and there were four or five of us on the committee, and we'd meet every three months. And that's really where I, I first met uh, Georgia Ramsey. She was, oh, okay. on, she was on the 
committee with uh, the head of the president or the leader of the committee right. was Wally Wilkins. And Georgia was a big mentor for you, wasn't she? Georgia was a very big mentor. She started. I started off with a relationship with her, and then I met Bob, and I traveled all over with them and saw a lot of cool birds. Yeah, I know. You just seemed like everywhere I go, you tell me, yeah, Bob and Georgia were here with me, or I was here with Georgia 35 years ago or something. Well, we used to have, I used to have fun with them. Um, when they we'd go somewhere here in Washington, I would uh, I would ask them wherever we were at, have you been here before? Have you been on this road before? Right. And I can't remember one time that they hadn't. That they said they hadn't been on the road. And they, this could be, you know, middle of nowhere, a two track <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah we've been here. <laughs> they could tell you the details of what they saw. Yeah. So they were wonderful mentors. They knew yeah. Washington completely, inside out. They knew where to chase, yeah. what to, and that's. Yeah, I, I got to know Bob and Georgia pretty well with you in those, not in the early days, but in the later days. And Georgia had the ear. Oh, she could, she knew every bird she song. Did. And Bob, he was colorblind and deaf. Colorblind. And about and as good a bird as you could get. He, was, <laughs> he had to see every bird and he just, behavior. And he, you know, silhouette. Sure. You what to look for. But he was, I think it was uh, green, brown. Is that what goes together? Red, red colorblind? Red, red brown? Green. Red green. Red green. Yeah. Yeah, he was colorblind. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but we, we, uh, we chased a lot of birds. And uh, um, it wasn't long before um, Wally wanted to quit. He'd been. As a field Chairman trip leader, for a while yeah. of the field trip committee. So I, they asked me if I wanted to do that. So I became the the uh, chairman of the field trips. Wow, big and job! And I, I did that for like six years. I had a four year um, term, term, and then uh, two years later, after I think Thais Bach had it for right. a couple years. Uh, another very early birder that was sure. very. Thais took me on one of my first ever field trips that I went with a with a. A guide, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, she is really good." Yeah, she had a good ear. <laughs> yeah, she was good, and she was she was good. So, uh, became uh, the field trip chairman and all that entails. So that was, I, I'd go on every field trip. I, I felt like if I'm going to be the chairman of the field trip, I'm going to have to go on the field trip and support people because sure. some of the people hardly anyone that went were on leading some the of them. trips. Yeah. You know, they they didn't know their birds all that well, but they knew the area, so we. You know, we were going to new areas. We sure. had maybe, I think at that time, we were running 70, 80, 90 trips a year. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, we were... You were you know, busy. I mean, we now. had mid We had midweek uh, uh, trips. We yeah. had, in the summertime when the birds were here, and we had uh, four-day trips. Bob Bob was a kingpin at oh, yeah. putting together four-day trips. He four put some big trips, trips together. He, that was he his went out of state a few, didn't he? He did what? Did some out-of-state trips, didn't he? Yeah, we did some out-of-state trips. I, I think I went three or four places. Went to, we went to Alaska with him. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, that was a big one with him. And I went to California with him for five or six days with Kay. Right. And um, they went to Florida with us. Mm-hmm. So we, <laughs> that we was, that was big a story trips. in itself, yeah. Uh, one of the f- most fun ones that we did, we flew into Boise and looked for the Siberian Center. Oh, you flew to Boise. That wow. was up there. Uh-huh. And then we, on the way back, we stopped at this little uh, feeder operation. We got black rosy finches, black-capped. Black-capped, wow. And uh, our own Hepburn. So we sure. had three different rosy finches there at this yeah, feeder. very nice. So that was a really fun trip. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Good for you. Uh, and uh, uh, 
so you birded with them a lot. Were there any other you know people who are important to you uh, during your you know formative years? I guess as a birder. Well, I had interactions with the le- different leaders, but I think th- mostly it was with Bob and George. I mean, yeah. we would, I mean, you know, they would. We had the telephone tree back then. We didn't have no no eBird, eBird not even tweeters. Or, no tweeters. Uh, we had like a. They had the hotline, but that was a week a late. Seattle hotline, and that would be like a week. Once a week, they would right. put the rare birds on. So you had a phone tree, and if something was seen by the hot birders around the state, it would filter through the phone tree. And uh, I was like third hand or so. Sure. So eventually, I would hear about. They'd call Georgia would call me and say, uh, "You want to go chase this?" And so we'd go after something. And yeah, but it was it was mostly with them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So when did you start teaching the class? I think I started teaching the class in 82 or 83. Okay. It, so wasn't, was, it wasn't long so after So you moved that. up here in 76, so maybe five, six or seven years later? Yeah. You know, I'd been birding with Bob and George, and I was starting to get a feel for things. And uh, I don't know if I ever really took a class from anybody, but I was just through field experience <laughs> Georgia had being like a five-year class. Bob and Georgia. Yeah. I got a pretty good feel for what was going on, where birds were in the state, and uh, I could hear then, so I could do some song stuff. And I got so we we they prodded me into it. I think George and Bob prodded me into it, and uh, um, we started off. And yeah, it was a was a class like a smash hit from the very beginning, or did you grow your uh, oh your, it was your, crazy. Uh, group over time. It was crazy. I I can remember some classes um, where we had over thirty people in them. Oh my goodness, thirty people, and I mean on the field trip. You didn't limit them at the beginning. I didn't limit them. Oh my gosh, I'd let them in, especially in the spring class. Everybody wanted to be in the spring class. Sure, fall class, you know, it's getting cold into by winter. Then. Who cares? But everybody's enthused in the spring. Sure. So. Um, yeah, I didn't limit them. And, uh, oh, my gosh. We had classes of 25, 30, I think one time 32, 34 people. Wow, that's, that's a big field trip. I can remember one field trip. We went over to uh, Columbia National Wildlife mm-hmm. over near yeah. Othello. Right. And I think we had seven, eight, nine cars. And it was unbelievable. We camped on top. Yeah. We used I, to I went on one of those. Camp on Canal yeah. Lake there. Yeah. We camped on that little hill. And, I mean, we had every little... <laughs> It was unbelievable. Yeah. They had tur- really good place for turns. And I went on one of those trips. Remember the badger we had there that year? Yeah, yeah. That we was had really that cool. badger out there. That was very cool. I think Melissa found that. Or, yeah, this could be. I went on an early one, and we had a grasshopper sparrow out there we were uh-huh. looking for, and we stumbled on that badger. That was so yeah, cool. That was cool. That was cool. And then uh, in the class, you kind of morphed from a, what you call an intermediate class to an advanced class after a while. I'm not sure was all that much different. Did, did you feel like that was a very different class? or? Well, I, I, I started off in the very beginning. I wanted to be very systematic. I wanted to do a lot of research. We used to have, Georgia took uh, Dennis Paulson's Seattle right. classes. And I think he would hand out a little, um, not a booklet, but kind of a little Syllabus set sort of, of papers that had bar, like the old bar graphs that we have oh, now right. on eBird. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And he would have early dates and when the birds were here in Washington. Right. So I went through that, and I was I wanted to get early dates. I remember, I remember all of those dates. details when I took and class from I was you. very detail-oriented. I wanted to give people some real 
strong concrete things that they could really sure. grab onto. We talked about, you know, where the birds were found in the state and then what niche they were in. And we would talk about their songs and their calls and mm-hmm. we'd really work on. Yeah, you know, I, I remember really taking a class several times from me and it was like, I learned so much. Oh my goodness. I tried uh, to keep it really It was focused. Really tight. Yeah, it was focused. We had a lot of fun in the field and I think that's why everybody wanted to take sure. it. Sure. Good sure. field trips, but huh? it, I tried to stay in the class. Especially, I tried to stay right, pretty much on point. So yeah, it was it was intense. But as we went on, you know, it uh, started off like it was. I just called it beginning. I didn't really, you know, think about advanced birding or anything like that. Sure. I just thought, we'll just start with beginning, and then we kind of went to intermediate birding for a while, and then we got into the '90s, the '95 and after, and it seemed like a lot of the same people were taking the class year after year. Yeah. And so um, I thought, well, gosh, these people are coming to the same class every year, and they're just doing it for the field trips. But we got to have some more subject matter. We got to get into something a little different. Yeah. So we we tried to go on some different avenues. And I remember when you got into a molt, really big. Yeah, yeah. I got Hal's book. And uh, got into it the first couple times. I stuttered through it, <laughs> didn't know it very well. But after I got, I, I tried to make it, you know, really technical. And after a while, I just realized it's got to be very simple. It's got to just be, you know, easy to grasp. And we got we got to a point where I think we got through it pretty well. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I I, oh, I was all over that. I just loved those classes. <laughs> I had no idea we'd ever get into anything like molt when we started. Yeah. <laughs> just crazy. <laughs> and and you've you've just had this love affair with gulls for years and years. Well, yeah, I, I, not real strong to begin with, but yeah, I always had an interest in identifying gulls. You know, we'd go over the coast, and I was looking for that clear eye on the herring gulls. You know, and I yeah. was looking at the westerns and looking at their eyes and seeing the different shades. I was, just, I was interested, yeah. But when uh, when his gull book came out, it just it put me over the top. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always laugh when uh, we're on field trips with Ken. Uh, we come across a flock of gulls, and yeah, about two thirds of the group will kind of wander off to the back and start having a little party, and a few of us will look at the gulls. <laughs> yeah, I could hear the murmurs. Here we go again. <laughs> Another two hours gone. Yeah, really? That, that and shorebirds. Yeah, yeah shorebirds. Gray and white ones a little, or brown ones, those are the choices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, was always, I always loved shorebirds. Yeah. yeah. Here in the Pacific Northwest, you have to. We've gone on some pretty cool trips together, too. Yeah, yeah we have. I, I think the first trip we took was that Southeast California trip. Uh, uh, I think we went to Alaska first, 93. Was, I think that Ala- was... You're right, Alaska was yeah, before that, Alaska, wasn't it? I think Alaska, we went up yeah. there, the well, that was, that five was, or six uh, of us. It was really seven. your trip, but it was it was an interesting dynamic with Bob uh, kind yeah. of being the co-pilot and sort of leading the trip, and you sort of leading the trip. It was really fun. That was Bob and George's effort to, again, prod me along and, yeah. and lead me along. And, and you know... I learned how to lead field trips from them. I'd yeah. go on the four-day trips, and I'd I'd see how it was done. And this was his, Bob and George's attempt to get me to branch out a little get bit. Get out of the state. And, yeah. you know, they they practically set the whole thing up for me. Yeah, you know, they were they But were they great. wanted me to... They wanted you to lead the trip. Yeah. Yeah. So. My, my, one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite memories on that, Bob, Bob remembered every rock and 
tree and branch on a road he hadn't seen in 30 years. I mean, he was like an encyclopedia. We were driving back from, uh, what was the northern road in uh, out of Nome? Up to uh, Kugarak? Yeah, was that the, the yeah. one we went? The, the north road was when we went out looking for the uh, Red Lake Kitty Wake and that. We're driving back uh, on that road. I think it was on that road. I think that's out to Safety Lagoon, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, anyway. A- anyway, we're driving along this road, and uh, <laughs> and uh, we're looking for a snow bunting and, and breeding plumage. And uh, you and I see a snow bunting. And there it is. Bob says, nope, it's not going to be here. It's going to be down a half a mile down the road. <laughs> we're like, but we just saw it. Nope, it's going to be half a mile. So we drive half a mile down the road, pull off, and we look for a snow bunting, and we can't find a snow bunting. Finally, you and I go storming back a half a mile through the brambles to find the one we saw about a half a mile back. Oh, well, there was one there. <laughs> Bob had an idea of what he's going to see, and there was no, there was not negotiable. He knew exactly where to look, and he was, I mean, he was right ninety percent of the time. But golly, well, like the Lipkin in Florida. Oh, oh that was crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy. You we're can at, probably tell we're, that one we're, better. Yeah, than we're me, at but. the uh, in the Everglades, uh, and we're it's about the fifth or sixth day of a trip. We've been out to the Dry Tortugas, and Bob and Jojo, they were getting old by then. Bob was, he had a little dementia, and, and he was getting old. It was that last trip they took with us. He was and, snooze, snoozing and he was sleeping the in the middle of, middle of the middle seat of the van, and we're driving along, and it's getting dark, and we everyone's tired. We've been birding all day long, uh, and you and I are chatting. Uh, just it's getting to be dusk, and we said, gosh, the only thing we've missed on this trip is a limpkin, and up sits Bob out of a sound sleep. says, Oh, you want a limpkin? I'd turn off that road about a half a mile back. <laughs> we look at each other, and everyone's like, oh, God, I want to go to the hotel. And you and I just pull a Yui right there, and we head back. Bob says, take a left here. We drive down, and we see a limpkin about a half mile down. They're taking off in the headlights of the car. <laughs> Flies right. right up out of the lands on a branch. We all get out and do a dance. It was the craziest thing. Everybody forgot about going in and yeah. being late to the motel yeah. and not having any dinner. Yeah. Oh, dinner? You want dinner? I know. <laughs> A limpkin. <laughs> that was like where that came from. Out of his the recesses of his memory, out of his sleep. But that was Bob, though. Oh, he, he was, was encyclopedic. He was an. He had a memory that was like a steel door. Some yeah. of the memory was, well, you was, know, it ex- was it was older memory by that t- stage. But he was something. He was still pretty steel trappy. He was something. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, something. he did the flowers. He did the trees. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. He had. He did a guide for mush for puffballs. Yeah, I heard that. And. Uh, the birds. He was yeah, amazing person. Yeah, he was. He was pretty, pretty much a, a an unbelievable naturalist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so, so you taught for tasks for a long time, and then our then your uh, uh, class kind of turned into a, our birding club. Uh, that was kind of a story in itself. Uh, the, the we. Yeah, it turned out the same people were taking a class over and over and over and over, and you, your first. Uh, trip, I think, trick to get that off was to make you couldn't sign up for the trick for the for the class until what a week had gone by, yeah, uh, yeah, and <laughs> give new people a chance to sign up, and then the week would go by, and by five minutes after eight on the next day, the same people would have all signed up for the class again. Uh, yeah, and you get four crazy. or five new people, but it got kind of crazy, and crazy. and uh, and and we decided, uh, you decided, we should. Oh, I think you and I kind of together decided that well, we should have a club. Well, okay. we, was it K? I, I think I I had the idea because I wanted I wanted to get the the, the regulars out of the class and give yeah, new exactly. people a chance because exactly. I mean the class was filling up in ten minutes yeah. on the first day that it opened, so I think you and 
myself and Roland Nelson and Ryan Weiss. Okay. We went over to the, um, what was that place up by Claylock? Uh, Ruby Beach, I think it was oh, called. Oh, that's right. I remember and that. We were, we were out sitting there, on the beach sitting looking, there looking for Manx Shearwater. Looking for Manx Shearwater. <laughs> and I said, hey, what do you guys think about maybe starting a club? And everybody goes, hey, that's a great idea. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so ABC was born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we divided the tasks. You were the, the uh, mentor and overall, you know, technical brains behind the thing. And I set up a website and Kay yeah. got the speakers together. And Diane was the general secretary. And, uh, and we put a club together. Yeah, we did. It's been good. It's been, it's been good. very good. It's fun. We yeah. we go on field trips and we have guest speakers. We G- have a gave me an excuse to get tonight. you over here today. Our yeah. our meeting is after the, after this tonight. So so it's it's been very good. Now what are we going on? Three or four three years. four years. Yeah. So. Who's the speaker tonight? I can't even remember. Uh, his name is uh, Sergio Zepke. Uh, oh, and he's okay. a hawk specialist. He leads That's tours right. all over the continent. Wow. So it should be and what, a lot of fun. How, how do you end up in our area? I forget the story. I think it looks like he's based in Nebraska. He's originally from Argentina. Oh, okay. But he's um, he does tours all over, and he's up here with Bud. Oh, that's doing, right. Uh, Falcon Research Group. Bud Anderson is the, the Falcon guy. He's, uh, he's, he's doing a, a, a talk for Bud, and I think he's talking for Seattle Audubon also, but he's got a tour here. Uh, eight or ten day tour doing Washington, Eastern Washington, I think, in British Columbia. Right, looking for hawks. Perfect. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Should be we, a good we talk tonight. Into that. Yeah, Mike uh, Walker knows him. Oh, he's okay. gone on one of his trips. So I that's think. how he. That's how and, he had the contact. He was our in. <laughs> Beautiful. Always <laughs> it helps to have a village, you know, <laughs> things like that. Good. Good. But it does. Uh, so, Ken, I'm going to uh, ask you just a few general sort of questions, okay? Uh, if you had to say, uh, what's your favorite ABA spot of all the ABA areas you've been to, American Birding Association uh, uh, region, what would be your number one spot? Ooh, that is a tough one. Um, we've been to some good ones. Yeah, we've had fun in Florida. We've had fun in Arizona. We've been to Alaska. We've been to California a Texas. couple times. We went over and did uh, Montana and North Dakota. That was a wonderful one. That was trip. really cool. But I think so far my favorite place is Point Pelee. Yeah, hard I to mean, beat warblers and migration. When you get twenty-eight warblers in two and a half days, it's pretty special. Plus everything else you get there. Yeah, yeah, that is a special place, and it's so predictable. I mean, you can plan the week and just you get it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going there every year. I, I could, I could do that. It's just wonderful. I could do that. Although McGee Marsh, I, I do want to do that next time we go yeah, there. Yeah, I'd like to see, do that too. That's yeah. expand our yeah. time there. I went to McGee Marsh on the trip out. Uh, uh, one of the trips, I don't remember what, but uh, but Not, it wasn't in the it wasn't the time of year. It wasn't the right yeah. time period. Yeah. It was yeah. it was yeah. It was just too, visit. And it was just a visit in the fall. Like. To see what yeah. it was like, but it looks like it could be pretty good. Yeah, I think uh, you know a couple of days there and then. Wander over to Point Pelee. I yeah. think you'd have a, a pretty good four, five, six days. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about field guides? What What do you like for a for a ABA field guide, Ken? 
Well, I started out with the Golden Guide with Singer sure. Moran, mm-hmm. and uh, I had the white one. I had the blue <laughs> the, one. The hardcover and the <laughs> soft cover. Soft yeah. covers. And then uh, I got my Peterson. Peterson was always better. Didn't have the pictures, or had the pictures, and uh, didn't have the written uh, Didn't have stuff. a lot of text. Yeah. Didn't have, had the, the uh, range maps in the back, so it was a little awkward to use. Um, and then National Geographics came along, and National Geographics was, it away. was very yeah. good. We went to that for several years. We used that in the class for a long time. And now with Sibley out, of course, uh, it's pretty much where everybody's it's going to. It's the Bible, to. I think, these days. Yeah. And you can get that and put it right on your phone. So it's it's very, very handy yeah. and nice. Yeah, I have to say I use Sibley. But I still use National Geographic when I want to take a book in the field because it's... It's, it's nice. It's, 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 nice, it's nice got all the birds and it's got, it's got yeah. all the... Uh, the one one timers. I think it, the new one has every single bird ever seen in the ABA. Yeah, yeah just if not pretty it, darn it, close. It was. It, it has. It's more uh, uh, wide. Uh, it covers all the birds. Yeah, it, that's pretty good. Accidentals and everyone. So if you had one more place, if if you had one, you know, one ABA trip you could take and left, what would you do? One ABA left. Well, I think I would have to go. To um, boy, there's so many places I'd love to go. Let's, uh, let's do them. <laughs> I I uh, I think I'd like to go to Cape May and then do Hawk Mountain. Yeah, that combination. You haven't really seen an East Coast uh, hawk watch yet, no, have you? No, I haven't. Oh my goodness, they are unbelievable. I'd like to experience that. I'd like to go to Corpus Christi too. From what I've read in the fall, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. So that would be fun yeah. too, but. And there's lots of other things. Oh, like fall, that. fall. I, I, Kay and I spent a few days at Cape May in the fall, and it's crazy. Yeah. The, that that uh, morning, what do they call it, the morning flight? The warbler flight? Oh, yeah, that's just ridiculous. Cool. I mean, warblers are buzzing by you six inches from your nose in the dark, not knowing what they are. It's really You've cool. got the songbirds. You've got uh, the hawks coming through and the shorebirds also. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. nice yeah. place. We all read birding books now and then, Ken. What would you say your favorite, uh, you know, just a book by a bird or a book about birds, not a field guide or a where to find birds book, but what would you say? I think that book that we read for ABC a couple years ago called Songbird's Journeys. Oh, that was a good one. That was a very good book. I really enjoyed, I still kind of a nuts and bolts guy, and I liked hearing about the history of birding and how it's changed the technology and uh-huh. it was it was really fun it was really good it was really good well written wasn't that the book that had the the thing about the how they learned that birds migrated across the gulf and the exactly. oil rigs and everything exactly they, yeah they everyone there was an argument back in the 50s and 60s and i think even in the 70s that birds all came up through mexico oh yeah they went around the gulf they couldn't yeah. fly across they, could, the, they, they couldn't, couldn't fly, fly across that 500 big miles across the gulf, gulf of mexico but then they went out on oral rigs and found them, and then they started using the radar to track them coming yeah, across. Yeah, I have to say, when I when I bird in Maine, my friend Don Mayer's there. He gets on the radar at night, and he'll give me calls. It's a big flight last night. We should get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I, don't, I still don't know how to do that exactly, but he's got a site he goes to, and he kind of looks at the little spots on the radar and just knows which ones are birds, and it's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that technology is really cool, and the 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 one that like. Uh, uh, Jim Dansmaker uses when he 
Oh, tracks of the migration yeah. by the birds calling overhead. Yeah, and he records them. That's, that's that is pretty cool, cool too. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Night calls of yeah. various birds. Night, Night calls. calls are... Yeah, yeah. I got a recording of the the, the thrush calls. Uh, night. And, you know, they're kind of like their regular calls. They're you. I think they seem like it'd be possible to learn them. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they remind you at least of the call notes, not the song so much, but the call notes of the various thrushes. Well, we're going to have to go out some evening when he's starting, when he, he usually puts a report into tweeters, you know, when yeah. he starts to hear Just him. lay down. Go out and go out. Go out some real quiet, quiet place. <laughs> Just lie down when something. it's not raining. Or you can hear him. I can't hear him anymore, but I can dream with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I'm hearing. <laughs> Ken and I joke that between us, we almost make a birder. Yeah, right. He can see and I can hear. And between us, we're not a half-bad birder. Yeah. Good. So what's up next, Ken? We, we've, got a, we've got a couple of trips coming up. To, to, tell me what we're, tell us, people, what we're doing. Yeah, we've got a trip coming up that we're looking forward to here very shortly. We're going to go over to the southeast corner of Washington for four days. And we're going to try to get some birds on our e-bird list in three counties that we We've got a big zero. gray area in the, in the state. <laughs> so we're going to do a little exploring over there. And uh, then we've got a, a trip coming up first part of March. We're going to go down to California for six days. Yeah, I'm five, excited. six days. And yeah. we're going to try to get me some lifers down there. Yeah, the, some exotics and some pelagics and a few others. That would be good. Yeah, I'm, uh, Bob and Georgia... I can remember when they got to 700, uh-huh. and then they got to 715. I think they ended up somewhere around 719, 720. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always been my goal to at least get to 700. Yeah, so we'll get you there. That's the yeah. where we're headed. I, I'm excited. I, I spent, you know, in, in those last couple of years Kay was alive, we spent a, a one month, one year, and two months the next year in, yeah. in staying in Orange County. And so oh, I, I got a chance to learn my way around and catch up with the exotics down there and take a couple of pelagics. So (laughs) I feel like at least I can show. This will be exciting because you've taken me on so many trips and I get to take you on a trip. It's going to be fun. This this is your... (laughs) My baby. It's going to be all my fault. We don't find anything. (laughs) Well, good. Well, Ken, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. You've got, if nothing else, the ABCers will love this talk. Uh, and hopefully uh, there'll be an audience to boot. But uh, I'm uh, hoping to have a lot of fun with this uh, podcast, uh, getting uh, cool people in to talk to. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, I think Bruce is going to be next. Yeah. 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 So I'm that excited about that. Bruce Labar, who's a, my, my other current good birding buddy here in, uh, in uh, to the Tacoma area. So be sure to subscribe to the Bird Banner Podcast on your favorite podcasting network. And stay tuned. Episode 3 will be coming before long. Looking forward to it. See you then.